You step outside and crane your neck skyward to assess the clouds. Snow. You breathe deep to test the air. Cold. You exhale completely for the fun of it. White clouds billowing. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. The urge that many of us have to bring evergreens indoors in late December is a tradition that not only predates Christianity, but also has existed in many cultures around the world for centuries on the winter solstice. Each place has relied on their own local evergreen plants to uphold this tradition, whether it was the evergreen laurel accessible to Romans, or the holly, ivy, and mistletoe available further north, or the fir trees we find in North America and elsewhere. Even ancient Chinese and Egyptians brought evergreens indoors. Depending on the tradition, these evergreen decorations were not simply for aesthetics, but often a symbol of rebirth or even dissuading evil spirits from coming indoors on the darkest days of the year. Here in Maine, our native balsam fir gets a lot of attention for being the holiday tree of choice and the source of hundreds of thousands of wreaths, if not more, that come from Maine. But on today's winter solstice, let's pay attention to another evergreen plant that can also offer the sense of green rejuvenation we tend to crave, Christmas fern. Polysticum acrostichoides, or Christmas fern as it is more commonly called, is an evergreen fern found from eastern Texas, northeast through Maine and into Nova Scotia. I find that people often feel intimidated by fern identification, since ferns as a group sport a lot of exceptions in the plant world. They reproduce with spores rather than seeds, and they don't make flowers. But fortunately, most of our ferns in Maine are quite easy to identify, and Christmas fern might be the easiest to identify, especially at this time of year. Their fronds are not at all lacy looking, like interrupted fern or bracken fern can be. This is due to the fact that the leaflets, or pinnae, are not divided. You are looking for these pinnae to be almost stocking-shaped, as though they should be hung by the chimney with care, with the toe of the foot along the central stalk of the fern pointing towards the tapered end of the frond. I imagine a time-lapse of a pointy-shoed elf walking evenly up the stalk of the fern. In addition to the fact that Christmas ferns are still green at Christmas time, these stocking-shaped leaflets are another source for this fern's common name. This fern also sports a rich dark green color, similar to the green of a balsam fir tree, and is almost waxy in texture. This waxiness provides protection from the dry and cold winter weather. You will find this fern in shady forests that do not have particularly acidic soils. They have both fertile fronds, which sport spore-filled sori on the undersides of the upper third of the frond throughout the summer and early fall, and sterile fronds, which are the fronds that stay green through the winter. Apparently, when the spores are ready to be released, they pop off the frond over an inch into the air, though I have not experienced that phenomenon yet. If you were an American toad, plodding along the forest floor in search of slugs, bugs, and grubs in the summer, you would be quite grateful for the wet, shaded soil that Christmas ferns provide. Ground feeding and nesting birds also benefit from this ideal habitat, so it is not just our green-craving senses that benefit from this fern on the landscape. These evergreens have so often been tied with the symbolism of the return of the sun for centuries around the world. As you revel in the realization that the days will be getting longer and brighter from now until the summer solstice in June, you could try to find some green outdoors in unexpected places. Goldthread, trailing arbutus, Christmas and rock polypody ferns, and of course our evergreen trees are just waiting to be discovered in a forest near you.
You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by a pileated woodpecker made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 